Alright, I've got Mike Ezzo on the phone. He is the drummer for Woodside Manor. How you doing today, Mike? I'm doing fantastic. Well, that's good, man. You're uh you're stirring things up a little bit today. <laughs> uh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Seems that way. So uh let's let's get started with that. Um uh, what is your take on the the controversy between uh cover bands and original bands? Well, let, let me clarify first that this isn't about separating the two genres because I want people to know that since I was 15 I've done professional music I mean my first band I toured with a Christian rock band I've gotten called to do a million things as a drummer on all different types of music so I've even done covers you know I have no problems with cover bands at all and guys making some money and doing their thing um, and I don't want to separate that because music is a gift I think you know and it's it's good no matter who does it where it happens and how it happens it's you know it's a, it's a great thing to have in the people's lives period so i don't want to separate you know cover bands and original bands at all um but my whole take started with a conversation it started really as a simple conversation between me and hollywood and a couple of the promoters and a couple of bar owners that were really just kind of fed up and you know um you know and you know, without disrespecting anybody, it kind of started with the Youngstown Music Awards, too. Uh, basically, it was really a simple conversation that just turned into this big, huge thing. <laughs> and it just blew out of, out of control, I guess. So, my whole take on it is, I mean, it's great to have it. It's, it's publicity for the music scene. Um, and I, I don't really don't want to separate anyone. I just want to. I want to bring back the scene in Youngstown. That's what it's about: is bringing back the scene as a whole. And it's just this has become a cover band town, and that creates lack of opportunity for anyone. If you want to go out and make a few bucks, that's great, and that's the town to do it in. But if you want to do something and bring music to the rest of the world, you can't do that being in the cover band, and that's killing our scene as well as the promoters. A lot of the promoters are killing our scene too. They want everybody to play for free, and they want to make money. And you know, I understand a lot goes into it, but. You know, there are some really good guys out there. I, you know, it's not, I'm not just doing this basically categorizing one person or calling one person out. This is just in general. So, I mean, that's kind of kind of how it all started. So, yeah, you have nothing against cover bands. Not at all. No, I, in fact, I've done cover bands. You know, I have no, no issues with cover bands at all. In fact, it's great. Like, I'm married, so my wife, when we go out, sure, we want to go see cover band and just hang out and, you know, but when I'm with my guys and I'm doing the music thing and I'm getting into the business part of it, I really want to go see original bands and, and take care of that aspect of it. And I, I've noticed, uh, since, since Woodside Manor has been playing out, you guys haven't done any in town shows, right? No, we, we've done the low, the only closest show we've done was in Salem. And that was for the Sony rep that was supposed to be having material sent to him. So, that's the only local show we've done. And, you know, I've been in, I want people to understand that where I'm coming from on this. And I'm not just some Joe Schmo guy that's in an original band. I'm calling everybody out. You know, I've done a ton of stuff in this area that people don't even know about because I'm a drummer. You know, I'm kind of an underground, behind the scenes kind of guy. So I'm not really, you know, you don't hear a lot about me, you know, but, you know, say like Vexfest, you know, the biggest joke of Vexfest at the meetings the past couple years was, Ezra, what kind of band are you playing in this year? How many bands are you playing with? You know, that's become a joke because I don't limit myself. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't want to, 
you know, I'm not calling anybody out saying that you shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't be doing that. You know, it, music is great, and it's a great healing thing. It saved me in a lot of ways, and I think it's a very healing spiritual gift, you know. So anybody that does it in any form or fashion, I'm, I'm very much all for now, um, I I didn't know who you were until uh, until you played with the New Pharmacy. Uh, give me a little bit of background of what you did before you were in the New Pharmacy. Well, um, I was 15 years old, and my dad Wait, actually you started 50? playing. No, no, no. When I was 15. Oh, I thought you said you're 50. I'm like, dude, you're not 50. <laughs> <laughs> pretty close. Pretty close. But I'm not allowed to say that. The guys in the band get mad. <laughs> I'm actually pretty. I'm 40. I'm pushing 45. So. Oh wow. I stayed pretty healthy for my age, but yeah, I'm, Apparently. I'm up there. So I'm, I'm a seasoned, <laughs> experienced guy. You know, I'm not just some, you know, garage band dude calling everybody out and being ticked off about stuff, you know? Yeah. You know, I've been around long enough to see the scene, what's, how it's developed and what's going on. So, I mean, basically I started out when I was 15, my dad played when he was younger and he had a drum set and I just kicked around on it. Well, when I was 15, I started doing stuff for high school. You know, I was in the choir and stuff, but I ended up playing drums for a lot of the plays just on the side. Um, I was never really an educated musician. I just did it for fun because, I mean, I would jam on my drum set for like two hours in the basement every day just playing to other people's music. And that's how my timing was. And I just I just loved hitting the drums, man. I just loved playing it. It just gave me a great feeling. So my dad saw a man in the paper for a band looking for a drummer. I mean, they were all older guys, you know, in their 20s. I was only 15. I auditioned. I got the gig. And next thing you know, we were touring as a Christian rock band back then. Um, all original, very successful, did a lot of radio stuff all over the, all over the world, actually, um, for that genre. And, um, are, are there, you able to say the name of the band? Cause I used to work at a Christian radio station. Uh, the band was originally, um, Countdown. Okay. I, I've definitely heard that name before. Yeah. So, I mean, we went as Countdown. We had a huge thing and, uh, it was actually, we, we did, we were very successful for that time and that type of music. That was a big scene back then. So. We, we did a lot of really successful things, and I did that for probably about six years or so. And then the band disbanded. Um, we had issues with one guy, which is always the case in a band. You have one guy that doesn't see the entire vision or does something stupid. And, you know, it's I did studio work. Um, me and the guitar player did studio work for about 10 years. So we got free studio sessions just doing side work. And then if somebody came in that needed recordings, I would play for them. So I got a lot of nice. experience doing that. And then... Um, basically after that, um, I worked with a guy who had a demo of a band he was working with in his basement and I thought they were fantastic and uh, I kept trying to get them to give me the CD to play drums on it and they finally had a practice one day and they come over and jam and next thing you know, we were a band 18 months later. Um, we had radio sponsorship. We had, uh, three major record labels saying, you get down here today, we'll sign you. You have two songs in the top 10. Wow. And it exploded. Yeah, I mean, it was a band called Urbane. Okay, I remember them. Yeah, I mean, we had probably the biggest CD release show around here. It was 1,600 people, and we made $4,000 on it. Was that at, uh, that, that show, was that at Jillian's? That was at Jillian's. I, okay, I was there. I remember that. Yeah, and guess what? That was all original music. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. and then I did that, and then after that, we had the guys in the band were young, and they kind of, you know, made some bad decisions, went their own way. And I saw the dream, and I saw the, uh, I got a little taste in the limelight and saying, hey, this could be a really good business. I can make a lot of money doing this. And if I just find the right guys with the right 
mindset, with the right business sense, we can make original music happen here and put Youngstown on the map. You know, I really want to bring a name to the town. And there's a lot of great bands in this area. A lot of them. Original bands and cover bands. There's a ton. And, you know, with this whole conversation that's going on Facebook, you know, and I love it, by the way, but um, this whole conversation and this whole thing, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea that I'm I'm really ticked off about stuff or anything like that. This is a really good conversation topic, and it's bringing light to what's happening in our community here musically. And oh, uh, like you said, there, yeah, there's, I mean, like Jones for Revival. It's, it's not music that I would play every day, but I love it. It's fantastic. And those guys they tour talk, all over the place, too. Oh, they do great things for music. Um, the house band. I'm friends with those guys. I've been with those guys. Uh, Gary Polisco in Huck and Philbilly. I've played with him. I mean, I've done stuff probably with almost every musician in the area. I've either sat in with, come across, played with, or done something with. So, I mean, it's just a matter of working together and being part of a community of musicians. How did you get involved with the new pharmacy? Uh, let's see. I was... Well, I did a band with Chin and Adam, and we were in KOA together. Actually, okay. I got called... I didn't even know Chin or Adam at the time. I knew Bob Boak, um, and he was a fantastic, probably one of the best bass players I know. Oh, yeah, easily. There's, three, there's four guys in town that I consider probably the best bass players in town. Um, Bob and, and Shane are probably at the top of that list. Shane Alilla is definitely top of the list. Pat, um, Pat Lane, I think he's fantastic. Um, my bass player for, for metal guitarist. John Makovic, he's, I mean, for what he does, I think he's really good. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a few other guys. I mean, there's there's tons of musicians here. But basically, I was doing stuff with Bob Boak in the basement, learning six or seven songs just from his bass lines. He said, I need a drummer to play studio work for us. Uh, Chin and Adam are coming in town. And can you do it? And I said, I'll oh, come over and jam. We'll see what happens. Well, I end up learning songs just from the bass lines. And they came to town. I went to the studio with them. I learned five more songs in the studio. And mind you, I've never played odd meter stuff until then, especially recorded it. So I guess I did a pretty good job. They wanted me to join the band, so we became K-Awake. Um, and that's how I came across that. Well, my affiliations with Tune and Adam, I guess they were in debt to me, and I didn't really know Hollywood. And I met them at Cedars. I was going to support a local show that was all original music, and they were saying, hey, your name's been floating around a lot. You know, start learning our stuff. So I did, and next thing you know, I'm getting called to play for a new pharmacy, and that was the first band that I really, I was just able to jump in and play. I didn't really join the band yet, because I was doing five other projects at the time. Yeah. I had a three-piece band that I was playing with and getting paid for, um, and like I said, this is a three-piece band that was all original, but I was getting called from all the clubs around here to play and get paid. So I did it with original music once again. Um, you, you want to know what's funny too about you uh, joining the new pharmacy? The guy that you replaced on drums is actually my cousin. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jim. Yep, that's my cousin. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. I've been across him a few times at shows, and we we've talked and done some stuff, you know. And you know, I keep a really good repertoire with a lot of guys, and I don't burn any bridges, and I try not to piss too many people off. So yeah, he's he's a hell of a drummer. He's crazy, you know, like most drummers are. <laughs> yeah, he, I, I really like Jim. He's we have different styles. He's a lot of footwork guy. He's yeah, he's really uh, 
he really does a lot with his feet and I'm more of um I was kinda raised on Portnoy and Neil Pert and stuff like that and Steve Smith from Journey, you know, I I incorporate a lot of that into my music with my hands and stuff, so different styles, but very good. I have uh, a lot of respect for So tell me how uh how Woodside Manor got together. <laughs> well, once again, one guy in a band does something that kind of ruins the whole big picture for somebody. And we had one of those guys, a new pharmacy that made some bad choices. Yeah. Um, and at the time we were look, getting looked at by, um, Sony. And, uh, we also had a independent label in Cleveland standby wanting us to work with them. So it was just really bad timing. And me being older, I, I kind of keep a really try to keep a good business sense as far as the industry goes. Um, I tried to keep in contact with those people and, um, I just basically, I made a few phone calls. I had handpicked a couple guys that I knew for sure that I really wanted to work with and they jumped on board. Uh, Jeremy Babel, um, from X3, fantastic guitar player. I, I ran across him by doing a, uh, I got called to come in and just play on a song. They were having issues with the drummer and that's how I met him, but I only played with him once. So I called him. He came over, man. We just hit it off right away. He was a fantastic writer, really good guy. All the way around, he was on board right away. Um, Shane from New Pharmacy was involved, but then his style was going in a different direction. He wanted to do some solo stuff, so we called a heavier player, which fit really well with our style. And I called uh, Chin back from New Pharmacy. I said, if you want to be on it, you know, you got to keep all your ducks in a row and let's make this happen. And everybody just clicked, and it's a pretty well-oiled machine right now. It's a bunch of older guys that are really responsible that have a really good sense of what direction we're going in and really have a good sense for the business. And uh, I think they really believe that we're going to make this happen. So that's how it happened. It's kind of my baby, you know, but then everybody, it's probably the first band I've been in where everybody works for the band. Like everybody's doing something to make this successful. That That's the way it should be. Yeah. It's not no. just one guy, you know, one guy being lazy. It's, it's only a four piece band, but it carries its own weight and we're very progressive and it's, we're, we're pretty serious about what we're doing. So, now Jeremy was was playing in New Diaries at the time that he joined Woodside Manor, and he ended up leaving New Diaries. Is there any bad blood between you guys and New Diaries? No, it, I don't think so. I mean, not not with any of the other guys. Aiden actually auditioned for um, a band I was in called One Bad Mother a couple of years ago, but he didn't really, you know, fit what we were doing. So, I don't know if he has any bad blood or not. But he gave us props on their last show, so I don't. I mean. I don't think there's any bad blood between us and anybody, so that's we try good. to keep it that way. Keep it like you know, we try to support other musicians, and that's one thing uh, Woodside Man is really big on. We're like, man, if you could do an all local show or all original show, you better stick around and support all the other bands, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, who are dudes? Who were who some of the uh, other bands in the area that you really like? I love Awesome Juggernauts. Oh, I love um, them. They're awesome. It's not what I play, but see, just because I play a certain style doesn't mean I don't enjoy and appreciate other styles because I love playing funk and blues. Yeah. I actually jammed with Hawks last week at a show. We just jumped in with the, um, Aunt Esther. We sat up and played together. Nice. And Roger Lewis and, is a hell of a drummer. What, oh, yeah, I love Roger, too. He's one He's of my amazing. favorite drummers in town. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, um, I love Hawks. I love, uh, I mean, Metal Mafia is, those are my dudes. Um, Bob's really helped uh, launch Woodside Manor. Yeah, Bob's um, a good guy. A lot. He's a 
he's probably the hardest working musician I know. Um, let's see, I don't know. Joe's Revival, I really enjoy seeing them all the time. You know, and then there's, there's all kinds of bands I really just go and see all the time. I mean, I just check everyone out. And you, you were just out uh, this past weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, who did you see while you were out this weekend? Uh, we saw Paco's band. I can't, I can't, I don't know who he's playing with now, but we saw Blanco band, Paco's band. Oh, he's, uh, he's Pilot the Mind. Band. Pilot the Mind, yeah. 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 Saw them, and I really don't know the other two bands, but they were pretty good. Uh, Baroque Monody and Zero Set Memory. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I yeah. actually really like all three of those bands. I wish I could have made it out this weekend, but, you know, there's a lot going on. Well, I mean, that's my whole point to this conversation is that, you know, even if I didn't care for the music or I don't think it's that good, I'm still there and I'm still supporting it. You know, I appreciate what everybody's doing, you know. And just like I said, it's not a cover band issue because I go to see cover bands all the time. I sit up in jam with Rama and Triple Threat half the time and I go see him all the time. He's a cover band. Oh yeah, I I love some of the cover bands in here. I I love seeing Perfect Pair. Uh, Army of Two is is great. I love watching Matt Muckle play drums. Right, right. And you know, the, there's a ton of great original bands around here as well, and we've you know mentioned quite a few. And the music then, in general is really good in this area. I mean, there's a lot of fantastic, talented people here. Oh yeah, and then there's there's also great promoters around here too, like the SYLM guys. They put on a lot of great shows. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Then you get these out-of-town promoters that just want everybody to play for free and they want you to sell tickets that guarantees people in their club. But that's not how it's supposed to work, you know? You're supposed yeah. to build your club up and then have good entertainment come in. Yeah, I, I hate that. Their I hate the whole uh, pay-to-play bullcrap and having to sell tickets and all that. If you don't meet right. the tic- ticket quota, you, you can't play. Right. Yeah, I, I hate that because then, you know, if you sell, you know, five tickets to your friends and you're supposed to sell 20, then your five friends are going to go to the show thinking you're going to play and they aren't going to see you. Exactly. Exactly. That's why, you I know, totally well, that's why I, you know, I'm keeping Macabre Fest free this year. You know, it's not going to cost anything to get in. Of course, the, the bands know they're not going to get paid, but, you know, I'm yeah. not making anything off of it either. It's just really, well, to, you know, to introduce yeah, people I mean, to music. Right, and it costs money to do that, you know, and this is, I said that with Michael Kermick last week, and we talked about a lot of stuff, and I said, you know, I really appreciate everything that you've done for the live age, you know, I know that's really hard to do, and I, I totally have respect for him, and there's no bad blood whatsoever, in fact, we talked about how we can build the scene, though. we're actually working together, so it's, it's just sad that when you see a promoter come in and say, hey, we need you to sell this many tickets to do this. You know, I don't mind doing that for a big national show that maybe might get us some publicity or some new fans. Yeah. That's great. But every show, we're not a charity band, you know. I told a promoter, I said, listen, I don't know why you think we're going to sell tickets for your club during the week when we've never played there, first of all. And second of all, I don't know anybody that wants, you know, I, I told him this. I said, basically, if you want to drive an hour to my house, load all my drums up in my car, which is six trips to my car, and drive an hour to play, set up, play for an hour, tear down, and drive an hour back, and you want to do that for free, I will gladly come and promote your club. He didn't like that too much. <laughs> I said, well, why would you expect me to do that? Yeah, you know, exactly. I'm a family dispute. You know, I enjoy playing music, and that's why I'm still doing it, because I simply, it really comes down to just me loving what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and that's why, you know. And, and you're married too, right? 
Yeah, I'm married. Kids and all that. How long have you guys been married? We've been together 12 years. Nice. Is it tough to, to keep a marriage going with the music? Um, When you keep it separate, no. <laughs> That's good. No. It's, well, she really liked my band, Urbane, when we started because she, she liked the music, first of all. And second of all, she knew that everybody actually knew that that band was going to do something big. Um, so everybody was a part of it. Like everybody just jumped on board with that. But ever since then, I've gotten into a little bit heavier stuff just for me drumming wise. You know, it makes me feel better about what I play and it, it actually challenges me. So I'm actually growing as a drummer still at my age. I'm still growing and learning and, and I, that's something I really enjoy doing, but I'm also doing a three piece out in Warren, you know, the bunch of cops and, and they do some, a lot of charity work for a lot of good things. And it's more of a Eagles type thing where it's, it's all original, but it's very Southern gospel blue stuff so that's my balance you know you'll have to keep us posted on that when you guys are going to be playing oh for sure i post i post whenever i can but i'm also i'm also i have a disability too a lot of people don't know that when i play yeah i was actually going to ask about that uh i know you've posted some stuff about that in the past yeah yeah i try to raise some awareness for it and i meet a lot of people through it and actually music's a really good tool to meet people and talk to a lot of people for it so uh, what is it that you have it's called uh, Arnold Chiari Malformation, and uh, I have syringomyelia with it. And what exactly is that? Um, basically, a malformation on my spinal cord and my skull. When I was born with it, they never found. And um, I was always athletic and pretty fit my whole life, so they just kept missing it. And then finally, when I was 37 years old, they found it, and it was it just did so much damage. Basically, I had a cyst in my brain and um, caused nerve damage and... Uh, basically, I had to go in and open up my skull and take out the vertebrae in my skull and decompress my spinal cord. They uh, took a part of my thigh out as well, put up in my skull like a pillow. Wow. Um, now I have nerve damage, so I really can't feel my hands at all. I'm still playing. So That doesn't affect your drumming at all? It's actually made me better because I've had to change my movements. Um, it's made me faster because I can't flail around. and you know I used to be able to put on a really good show, jump up and down and do crazy stuff, but I can't do that but it's made me a tighter player which has made my style change and that's made me faster well i so, guess that's a good thing then yeah you know i found a positive in it somewhere <laughs> <laughs> uh so what's the future now for uh woodside manor what do you guys plan on doing next um we hooked up with a really good promoter in cleveland who really likes what we're doing and and uh so far we're getting a huge response from everybody we're playing with even you know, the crowd and other bands are really saying, man, you guys have something really good. So um, the promoter is really working with us. Bob Hacker from, you know, Metal Mafia, who signed to Ferocious. Um, we're competing for that record label in May. Um, and we're, I have contact. I have a uh, conference call this coming week with a, a big promoter out of Cleveland who saw our stuff online and really wants to do some stuff with us. Um and we have some really big shows coming up. We have Head D and Alien Ant Farm. We have Mushroom Head. We have, uh, well, I can't say, but once you get the contract, I think we're doing the Limp Biscuit show as well. Nice. And I know I'll be at the, the Head P Alien Ant Farm show. That's in, in Geneva. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be, be at that show. Um, and right now we're just we're just hitting it, trying to get our music out there because we're a new band. I mean, people really don't haven't heard us a lot, but we're just in the promotional stages. But being so young and... You know, all of us in some form have been fairly successful on another level. I'm able to use those contacts and 
Um, as long as you put out good material, and that's the key, is you got to put out good stuff, and you got to put on a good show, and you have to put on a, you have to have a good package to sell. Oh, absolutely. You know? And that's that's what we're doing, and a lot of people are really taking to it, and it's getting a lot of attention, um, both locally and uh, nationally right now. And you guys are also playing the uh, the Big Ginger Spitz reunion show, right? Yeah, we're doing that show too. Thanks to Bob. I mean, Bob's really hooking us up. Yeah, Bob's a great dude, and he, he's very, very supportive. Even though you know Metal Mafia is out and they're touring and stuff, he still supports the local music scene, which is spectacular. Well, this is the thing: is like his style and our style are totally different. Yeah, even though we have that heavy element to it, it's totally different. But we totally support each other. We have so much respect for each other. Like he called me to sit in to fill in, you know, help write some of the stuff previously, and I did. And uh, Luke, the drummer, uh, Luke Thomas, was able to come back and play. And I said, "No problem, man. This is your deal." I'm just here to help you, man. And I think I gain respect on that aspect. And I have a lot of respect for what they do by sitting in and playing with them. You know, and it's about being a part of it. So we, we go back and forth, and Bob's taking it to another level, and he's kind of helping us. And hopefully when we take it to another level, we can return the favor to, you know, the people that support us as well. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, yeah, but I mean... Oh, keep okay. going. Oh, I, no, I was just going to say that, you know, that's what it's about. It's oh about yeah, going to people's shows and being there and supporting each other. You know, I don't, I don't agree with. And this is one thing I told Michael Kermick as I said, I don't agree with a band that plays only cover and gets an award for it for being the best rock band in town. And no disrespect, because I've played with those guys, and I have no disrespect towards them personally or musician wise. But I just have a problem with them getting an award and being recognized for doing that when there's other bands here that could be the best rock band when they write produce work you know what i mean and there were two two specific categories i had to go back and look at the Y the y town music awards website last night there were two mm -hmm. specific awards one was best original band and another one was best original band song right so they did kind of separate it a little bit there but for the most part you know the big categories like best rock band or you know best alternative band or whatever you were allowed to have cover bands in there too. Well, sure. You should be recognized for being the best cover band. And some of these cover band musicians have been around the block and they've done things that were really good in the day and they should be recognized for that. There's some really good musicians in these cover bands, you know, and I don't mean any disrespect towards those guys at all. Cause I've, I'm friends with half of them. I played with half of them and I don't mean that in a disrespectful manner, but it's really hard to create opportunity and bring back the music scene when there's, Ten cover bands playing all the same songs. Yeah, that's, that, I mean that is and, true. And no cover band musician goes to original musician shows. They're not supporting. They sit there and claim to support original music when you don't see any of these guys at any original shows, whether music sucks or not. They're well, not there putting bodies in the crowd. I, I do I do see a few of them out. I see Kermit at a few uh, original shows, and I've seen Jimmy Migliozzi at a few original shows. Michael Bransky, I've seen him out and about before. I'm not, I'm, I'm saying in jump, there are some really good dudes that are supportive. Like I said, I talked to Michael Kermick, you know, and I had total respect for him and, and we sat down and he absolutely is a supporter of music in general. So I'm talking to these other guys that go and they get paid and they don't care and, you know, they don't put on a show for people. They just show up and they want their money and that's it, you know. But that's, that's not just cover bands. You know, I'm getting on yeah. the original bands too because I don't want to pay good money. I don't want to pay five, ten, fifteen bucks to see a band I could see in my garage that shows up in, you know, a pair of jeans and a t-shirt and half-ass of the show and then leaves when they're done playing. That, to me, really aggravates me. 
Yeah, that's pretty ignorant, especially, you know, if you're like in the opening band and you come out, you play, and then you leave. Yeah, that's ignorant. That's yeah, not and then, you know, at all. Well, I can say this because I'm 40, you know, I'm in my 40s. We're dressing up. We're still dressing up to, you know, and that's what gets people's attention right off the bat. It's like, wow, what are these guys about? We look like a uniform team. We're putting on a show for people. We're, we're there to entertain, not just so you can hear our music and we want you to pay to see us. We're yeah. there to entertain you. You know, and that's what we do. We have a really high energy, really good show. Yeah, and, and that's what I expect from other people. When I pay to see money, you know, I have a family to support. If I'm giving you money to do what you love doing, I expect to get a show out of it. Yeah, and I know I've known Chen a very long time, and every band he's ever been in has always put on a high energy show. Cyrus, I mean, come on! At the time that they were playing, they were probably the biggest drawing band in Youngstown. Had the, probably the most energy of any band in Youngstown as well. Oh, for sure. For sure. He brings a lot of energy to the table as a front man. He's very animated, and that's what I love about Chin. And everybody knows him. He has a reputation. I mean, let's face it, he's a black dude singing white music. <laughs> very energetically. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, definitely. And he has a reputation. Everybody knows him, so. And, you know, uh, one thing I do want to bring up, you said that you don't think that bands that play covers should win awards. Uh, one thing I want to bring up, in 1994, Whitney Houston won several Grammys for I Will Always Love You. Do you think that that was right? Um, I, I don't necessarily, I, I don't want to take that out of context. I don't, I don't, I didn't mean cover bands shouldn't win awards for what they do. That's not what I mean at all. They should be recognized for their talent and as being the best cover band, being able to cover somebody else's material. I think they should get recognized for that. Let's clarify that. That. I, I want to give props to any musician that goes out there and is good and masters their craft and do what they do, and they get paid for it. That's a lot of respect to me. Um, what is happening, or what I see, is that people aren't getting recognized for the behind-the-scenes stuff. I think, like Whitney Houston, she's a figure with a fantastic, talented voice. Somebody else writes music. Like, look, at I was just downloading Bruno Mars for my wife today. Half of his stuff was written by somebody else. Oh, yeah. He's just the guy that puts it out there. Well, uh, you know, I brought this Aguilera. up. Same thing. I, I brought this up last night, too, that, you know, at the Grammys, they have, you know, the category for best song, and that goes to the writers, and then they have that same exact category, basically, and it's best performance, and it, right. that goes to the actual performer of the song. Well, that's where the title artist comes in. You have to be able to see somebody's vision, and you have to be able to run with it and bring it out. You have to see what somebody else is feeling and wanting you to experience, and then you have to be able to portray that. That's what an artist is. If I'm doing something Woodside Man, even if you don't like what I'm playing, I'm making you feel a certain way. I'm making you feel angry or aggressive, or I make you want to jump up and down, or, you know, I, I did a show with New Pharmacy, and I had a kid come up to me as creepy and weird as it is. <laughs> and he said, you know, I stopped cutting myself because of you guys. And we're like, what? <laughs> wow. It's just strange, but see, this is what music does to people. You know, and he said, you know, I found something in your music that really inspires me, and I really have something to feel good about, and I can't wait to see you guys again. So, that's awesome. when you hear that, yeah, when you hear stuff like that, that inspires you to do more things. You know, and then I, just stuff like that, and then like Brian sent me a link for, uh, Hollywood sent me a link for, um, the Purple Cat music for, it's for special needs people, yeah. and they're bringing music to them, and it's, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, and I give props to the the SYLM guys who were doing a benefit for that as well. Mm-hmm. 
see, music comes in all forms uh, and fashions, and no matter if you're doing it in your basement or you're just sitting around a campfire, and you know, it, it just it brings people together, and that's what it should be doing. It shouldn't be about covers and original. It should be about supporting each other's shows, being there. You know, original musicians have to work harder because they have to promote, and their music isn't as popular. And let's face it, the general listener is they're not very open-minded. So oh, yeah, it's worked harder to get the stuff out there. So it would be nice if the cover bands would come and support that as well because we work twice as hard, you know. And that's what's, you know, that gives opportunity to put Youngstown on the map. Like, you're not going to get famous from being in, in a cover band. You could be. No, you're but not. <laughs> not likely. You know, I no. mean, it's not, not likely someone's going to sign you because you're playing somebody else's stuff. Yeah, I think really the only person that's ever gotten fame from being a cover artist was probably Michael Bolton. True, true. But see, this is the thing is that, you know, I've always done original music. Even though I've played cover stuff on the side, I've gotten calls to do ensembles or, you know, country music or some type of new age stuff. My passion's always been with what I'm doing. And the whole thing is that I've been successful doing it. I've come across serious executives. I've come across people that were really interested in, in the business aspect of it, you know, and that's, that's what keeps me going is because I know there's an opportunity there. And if, as long as I keep putting out good material and I have a good package to sell, you know, people forget that there is actually a business to do this, you know? Yeah, and yeah, that's true. My opinions come from that aspect, not just from hanging out and playing and enjoying it. And I respect that. I do, but I'm on a different level where, that's where my opinion's coming from, where I'm actually trying to be successful at it. Now, uh, another question for you. You said that you have kids. How old are your kids? Oh, man. Well, my wife and I don't have any kids together. but um, Okay. She has three kids. Her youngest is 16. And she's actually a grandmother of three. Oh, well, wow. Two and not quite one yet, but she'll have three grandkids. But uh, she doesn't look at either if you know her. Doesn't look like a grandma. No, no, actually, she no, she doesn't look like a grandma at all. <laughs> and then I, my son's like six foot two, and for me, knows me, I'm only five foot six. Yeah. So my son's six foot two, nineteen years old. You know, he's a big, big dude. And uh, what do the kids think of the music? Do the kids like it? Um, the girls, they they don't really care, honestly. Um, <laughs> my stepson, he's like, yeah, that's cool. You know, he just he kind of goes with it. And he helps me load the drums and do what I got to do. Uh, my son actually did a dual solo with me at Bexfest one year. Nice. And uh, he's a big supporter of what I do. He loves it. All him and his friends really get involved in what I'm doing. Um, he doesn't play or do anything like that, but he, you know, he supports it. That's that's really awesome. Usually, you know, musicians who have kids, either the kids get really into music or they go the opposite direction and want nothing to do with it. Yeah, well, our kids are kind of both. Like, my stepdaughter, she's a very, very talented violinist. Um, she ended up not, she ended up quitting, but she, she just, I want to get her to the studio because she's that good. Yeah. Um, and it's good to have. I said, you know, that's something you're always going to want to have in your life, and it's always going to be there. You, you're going to want that some somewhere later on when you get older. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, other, you I, know, I have a kids myself. Uh, my oldest is, is going to be seven in about a month. And I've always played music and stuff, and he he wants nothing to do with it. He just wants to play video games. <laughs> <laughs> That's the killer nowadays, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, it'll come around. Music is everywhere. That's the thing. That's you true. get in the elevator, you hear it. You get in your car, you hear it. You walk through the store, you hear it. Music is everywhere. So, I mean, you can't avoid it. Yep. 
But yeah, me growing up, you know, it was music and sports, and him, it's just video games. He wants nothing to do with sports or music. Yeah. <laughs> well, we try. I'm a video gamer myself because that was my era, but um, I'm still, I still get into them. But I'm still an outdoors guy. I like to get involved. I like to be physical when I can, you know. I try not to let my disability get in the way of too much. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big, you know, hands-on kind of guy. I like to be active, so. That's the way to be, man. got to stay healthy. Yeah. Got to, got to. You, you don't want to get winded up there playing the drums, you know? And I do sometimes. I'm like, oh, man, that's why I wear a mask. I'm like, I don't want people to see me cringe and pain or, <laughs> you know, I don't want them to see it. I want them to see me enjoying myself. So I kind of got to mask it a little bit. But All right, well, I, I got to wrap this up here in a few seconds. Uh, is there anything else you would like to add before I let you go? No, I just want to, uh, I don't know, I just want to see the scene come back to life. You know, you can go to any club and hear any good music and good bands and, you know, Cover bands, I respect what you do. Um, just do what you got to do. Uh, original bands, I want to see you guys really step up and start putting on a show and actually entertaining people, not expecting um, to get paid for nothing. You know, I want you guys to work too. So let's all come together and, you know, bring everything. Music's a good thing. So it should be about being together and supporting each other's, you know, whatever we're doing. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I, I just want to add one last thing, man. I'm really disappointed you're going to be out of town for Macabre Fest. I really wanted to have you guys play. I, I really would love to play, man. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, we don't turn down too many shows, actually. We play as much as we can. So um, just right now where we're at, we're, we're reaching for bigger things. You know, we're trying to um, go for the contract. We're trying to go for, you know, the national recognition. So um, I really wish we were in town to do it. I mean, I really wanted to be a part of that. Hey man, no big deal. Um, I mean, there's always next year, right? <laughs> there's always next year. I'm always around. I'm always involved somewhere, somehow, behind the scenes in music. So yeah. I'm a big supporter of anything that anybody's doing musically. You know, I just, I, I just want the same from everybody else. You know. Yeah. So as long as you guys aren't out touring, playing arenas next year, we'll have you, we'll have you play Macabre Fest. <laughs> well, hopefully we will be, but you know, we'll definitely come back. You know, I'll definitely support hometown music. You know, for sure. Definitely, man. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, man, clearing a few things up. Hey, thanks. Really you know, appreciate thanks it. Thanks so much for having me, man. I really uh, respect a lot of you guys out there, and I really appreciate this opportunity. All right. Thank you very much, Mike. Well, thank you, sir. All right. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Love the different scenes and we love the different weed Walking around, Franco wiping up all pop from Little C's No, we play the show, super upload So roll up another fatty and we'll continue to smoke But I don't really know what you got to roll Hoping that you pull out some fire ass and dough Got my own lighter, you know I can match a bowl Hoping that you're waiting with a joint after the show Mr. Weed Man, don't do me wrong Sing my song Mr. Weed Man, won't you fill my bong? Mr. Weed Man, I need some relaxation Mr. Weed Man, don't do me wrong Like Bob Marley, I'ma smoke it till my brain is gone Mr. Weed Man, don't you roll with raw? Mr. Weed Man, I need that medication But I don't really know what you got to roll Hoping that you pull out some fire ass and dough Got my own lighter, you know I can match a bowl Hoping that you're waiting with the joint after the show Everybody solo!
but you got to roll Hoping that you pull out some fire I said no Got my own lighter, you know I can match a bowl Hoping that there are no bubbles breaking our windows But I don't really know what you got to roll Hoping that you pull out some fire I said no Got my own lighter, you know I can match a bowl Hoping that you're waiting with a joint after the show